I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Down to Dunk. This is a solo pod. Uh, I'm Michele Berra. And, well, I decided since you didn't have uh, a Monday pod this week to do an extra one, uh, we don't know yet if this will be something that can continue during the season or not. Uh, we will keep it flexible. But if you like it, please let us know. Because it's uh, really important to have your feedback on this. If you continue to listen to this pod and the other pod during the week, we may uh, do an extra pod uh, here and there. Um, the idea that I have is to select a topic, like to day it's a trade ask for tqs and then just go through as many as i can in 25 minutes so i think we should keep keep it going um the first question is not about trades but since it's the first time i'm doing this i'll uh, read it anyway austin um asks what will what will the narrative be if westbrook went one um on from 17 from three point uh, in a game well uh, we know uh, we know um, what it will be because Russ had a four from 20 uh, not too long ago so it would be worse than that uh, 17 trees for us would be a killer um, John Grooms asks what type of player is the ideal complement to this roster uh, beyond 18-19 whose skill is not centered on shooting which players in the NBA owns this profile or could grow into it this is probably one of the best questions I had and thank you John for asking that I think that OKC needs a playmaking for I mean I love Jeremy Grant I love what he does but a guy uh, that can be a playmaker and a defender and an okay shooter but but that should not be his first the best thing that he, that he does on the court like a guy um, like Draymond Green on OKC would be perfect um, to, to be on uh, say not as high as a player uh, we can think about James Johnson Uh, in Miami, which is a good player, a good playmaking for. Uh, he had a very, very good season uh, not not too long ago. Uh, and a guy that OKC was super high on, and it's not gettable now, it's Domas Sabonis. I really think that Domas could have been uh, a great um, big man, not necessarily a four. Uh, he could play the five, of course, but uh, a playmaking four is what OKC needs. Uh, Sam Presti, uh, thank you, Sam, for following the pod, asks, who is the most tradable player in the NBA now? Uh, I don't know what this question means in the sense that do you, do you want to know the one that if you put in the trade market, it will be like there are like many offers if so is anthony davis because i think that he is a reasonable one to put on the market um if it's the one that a team should trade the most the list is very long for okc i think that the most tradable pieces are uh the one that okc will want to trade maybe like alex sabrinas for different reasons and maybe patrick patterson even if um the last stretch where he's he's shooting very well from three as of late um Another question uh, from Sam Presti. 
what would it, what would it take for OKC to trade Shooter? I don't think that this is on the radar. Sam Presti again, if you're a GM, not the Dems, would you trade AD and what would the framework, the framework be? Well, if I am uh, the GM of the Pelicans, I would go to Mark Cuban and say, give me Doncic, give me Wes Matthews, and probably either uh, an unprotected first-round pick or Dennis Smith Jr. That is a package that I would trade Anthony Davis with regrets, of course, but not so many. Other trades are hard because Boston cannot trade directly for AD if they have uh, Kyrie Irving on the team. So it's kind of tricky. But that package, the, the Dallas package, I would go for it. What will the Thunder be giving up to get Kevin Logue? I mean, love and foodie fit. I don't know about the fit. I think that having a four that can be a playmaker and a scorer, um, as I said before, could be great for OKC, but the defensive uh, issues of Kevin Love may be too much to overcome. I think that if you are 100% sure that Andre Robertson is coming back uh, and is reasonably healthy, then you can make the, that gamble because OKC last season with Carmelo Anthony on the court around January had his peak and, and it was a great team. And I think Kevin Love can do more of what um, Melo did last season. Uh, how, what would the Thunder giving up? I think that you have to to give up Schroeder because of a because of the money that Kevin Love makes. Any chance OKC goes after Robin Lopez? I don't think so. Not this season. I think he could be a legit candidate next season. And trading for him, doing to due to his salary, um, is not something that I would do personally. Um, this was the question from Chris Carbin. Kevin von Holden asks. Who are the potential buyers and sellers? Seems like 1 to 14 in the West could be buyers. I think so. Um, maybe Boston is someone who can be a seller uh, because they have too many guys and it seems that uh, maybe an addition by subtraction could be something, maybe to get an extra asset uh, going forward, but I don't know who they are going to trade. Um, so other teams that are good teams and that are sellers, I don't know if I see many of them. Maybe Toronto can look to unload uh, Norman Powell, maybe. And bad teams are always uh, sellers and likely teams that will end up buying out uh, some guys. Dakari Sanchez asks, who is more likely to remain on their current team past the trade deadline, Anthony Davis or Brady Beal? I don't think Brady Beal is on the market, um, and he never was probably, so I would say him, because I'm not sure about Anthony Davis. Drew asks, what player that's attainable for us would be the perfect fit for this team? Um, example, Justin Holiday, even though he just got traded. I really thought Ariza was uh, a really good candidate. As of today, um, I don't really know. I I really tried to find a guy that can be um, useful to OKC, and I think the only guy that I came up with is Terence Ross. But I don't know how much he would play. Like, he's a good player. He can shoot the ball. And uh, he has the potential to be an okay defender at least. So this is a guy that could help, especially if Abrinas is not ready to go. But he doesn't have a great playoff experience. And at some point, I mean, maybe if I can get him for like really cheap, I would. 
but if not, I, I, I'm not sure there is another guy that makes a ton of sense for OKC. A similar question for this is um, Wambam Dr. Clem. Uh, I hope I pronounced it correctly. Similar question for both the Lakers and the Thunder, given the structure of their superstar contracts. With the dominance of Golden State hanging over everyone's heads, how much of a rush is there to, pu- to push the developing asset chips into the table in an attempt to snag a useful bet? Well, that depends. I mean, you don't want to put all your chips on the table. But if the right veterans, the right veteran comes available for some reason, I think you don't need to hold too much on your assets, because again, I, I, I said about I said this many times. You you have to find the best way to evolve, to uh, the best time to sell your assets. For example, campaign. I know that campaign was straight to the balls, and so um, like there's not many car foreman in the league but that was a perfect example campaign could have been a good player he had like a bad stretch someone asked for him and sam immediately traded him that was selling very high on campaign so you have to find a balance and i think for the lakers uh, we will talk um, a little bit later about their young guys because there is a question. Um, I think that the approach should be the same. Ben Pennington asks, do you think Boston underperformance chemistry issues will force them to be aggressive in the trade market? If so, who should they insist in keeping as their core? Uh, this is a good question, Ben. I, I think that you should keep Jason Tatum. Um, as much as possible. And I think Gordon Award should be one that you keep because if you sell him today, you're selling very low. I'm not a big fan of Kyrie, but he's having an unbelievable season. So I think that if you can hold to Hayward, Horford, Kyrie, and Tatum, the other, the other pieces can be moved. Especially guys like Terry Rozier, who can be a different kind of player somewhere else. I, I really like him. Alastar asks, what is Lucas ceiling if he has one? I was super high during the draft process on Luka Doncic and probably like now that you're seeing him play, you see why I was so excited. He was playing this level or maybe like less than this level because now he improved a lot in this first few months of the season um luca was a transcendent player in europe and i know that not many of you probably watch the euro league every every night but the euro league is a competitive league like the talent is different but if you are the best of the best in your league you're probably going to be okay in the nba especially if you do it when you have 18 years old and so, yeah, I don't know um, what is Lucas ceiling. I know that he has to work on his body. And if it doesn't, then the ceiling is reasonably, it, the ceiling may be lower than what the first few months has shown. Um, Motherboy asks, what are some of the most least impressive things you've seen so far this season? Could be players, coaching, individual performance, your choice. Um I would say something that Bill Simmons said um, in in the last low, uh, low pod. I think that Bill's coaching is impressive. 
this season OKC plays organized basketball. I know that it doesn't seem like that all the time, especially if you watch just if you just watch the Thunder. But if you like have the time to watch other teams that are not the Warriors or not the Spurs, you will see many teams play much worse basketball than the Thunder. Billy has given this team an identity. Defensively, they are amazing to watch. And offensively, they are running sets. So I think that this is something impressive that I didn't anticipate. And then, well, Luca is impressive, but I already talked about, about him too much. Um, other things... You know, I, I was watching Toronto yesterday and it's unbelievable how bad they play in terms of quality of basketball. It's just isolation for Kawhi basically every two possessions and yet they still make a ton of baskets. So that is something that this is very impressive. I mean, they they are a weird team in, in terms of, again, the quality of basketball that they can put on the floor, but somehow they have so much talent Uh, especially Siakam, of course, uh, that they they are still very good at basketball. Uh, Thunderbus asks, Patterson has hit 44% of his uh, last 27 three-point attempts. Has he played himself back out of the trade danger? I don't know that. Um, I don't really know. I mean, uh, it's it's better for OKC that he's hitting. That for sure. Is he... Outside of the trade discussion, I don't think so. Then there is a Bill B that asks the same uh, about uh, the one, f- uh, two, seven, one from 17 from three for Russell Westbrook. Cowboy asks if the Pels called and offer AD for Steven, Ferg, Diallo, and two future first round picks. Is that too much to give for AD? Boy, this is a hard question. Uh, I. I think the two first rounders are too much, especially if there is no protection and especially if you have no assurance that that AD um, is staying with you for the next contract. If you have any indication that he will sign an extension with you, then you do it, even with two first rounders. So I think the issue on those two first rounders is you have already a ton of of draft picks uh, that are going away and so you have to put them so far away in the future after Russell Westbrook contract expires and those those can be like so valuable Uh, so one I would say yes for sure two it depends on the protection Josh Morrison, a friend of the pod, asks, some Philly fans are raising the question of whether Jimmy Butler should be traded before the deadline. Any thoughts on this? Like, where he might work better. I don't know about Jimmy Butler. He's so weird. I mean, it's not a chance anymore. It's not a case anymore. Like, he is a guy that cause troubles wherever he goes. He did in Chicago, he did in Mini, he's doing that in Philly with a great uh, player coach like um, like Brown. So I don't really know. I mean, probably uh, a place where he's clearly the second in terms of talent. Like in a team with, I don't know, probably in a team with Russell Westbrook, he will be okay. But I don't know. I mean, um, I don't really know where he can succeed. Um, another question, Phoenix and 
Orlando needs point guard, is there anyone you think will work for them around the league? I don't think Shooter has enough, enough value to trade yet, but I guess I'd take her Aaron Gordon for him. Well, me too. Aaron Gordon is a great player uh, on a good contract uh, for like a relatively good contract. Uh, I don't think Shooter values value is too low though. I mean, he has played bad uh, like the, um, the past three weeks, but I think he had a good overall season in terms of the the net value that he brought to this team. So you never know. Um, Yannick asks, is the value of the Lakers young player after the recent performance still high enough to trade them for Anthony Davis? Uh, there is another question uh, about the um, Lakers player. So I will get into that a little bit uh, in, a, in a bit. Taylor Peterson asks, do you think Kevin Love will end up being traded? And if so, where do you think are a good potential destination for him. Um, I think that one destination could be in Houston uh, because they they need talent and they desperately need shooters. So maybe a package with Aaron Gordon and uh, a few first-round pick plus filler will, will make it work. For Cleveland, uh, they tried to extend him to increase their the value of the player and maybe trying to to make a playoff push that didn't happen so they will gladly um leave the 120 millions to someone else that is the, the destination that i think it's most likely to happen if he's going to be traded kendra gains phoenix looking like a snack with that uber uber trade dark horse to land another game changer either via trade or free agency I don't think we are already there. I think that Phoenix is interesting, not so much for Ubre, but for the other guys. Um, I think that they 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 should not rush in to get a, a game changer. They should find their identity first. If you don't have a, a core that is good enough, you risk to do the thing that happened in Minnesota. Like you can land Jimmy Butler then the team is not good enough for his taste and you are back to square one. So you have to be patient. If your group is good enough, then they will win by themselves. And you can take, when you are a 40-win team, you can take an asset to be the best team. If OKC has to trade um, an asset, who do you trade first to last? Ferg, Diallo, and Nader. This is um, Thunder Up Zero. Uh, I think... Uh, Nader, Diallo, and Ferguson. So Nader I would trade first, then Diallo, then Ferguson. Um, Dave Abbott asks, if you had to choose two teams that will make a trade before the deadline, who are those teams and what do they do? I think Houston will make a trade in the Lakers. I think that I have the same um, opinion that you have. Those are the most likely the two teams that are most likely to make a move uh, before the deadline. Uh, but maybe something sparse will happen before, like Brooklyn or teams that you don't know. They, 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 they Like not shiny teams, not very good teams, but teams that may want to unload something. And so those are clearly um, teams that you should keep an eye on, uh, especially the Lakers. Jamie asks, one thing I haven't heard discussed uh, after last Thunder Nike's epic game against the Spurs. The Spurs were 14 um, from 14 from 3 midway through the third. They they only attempt 5 more threes over the final 27 minutes. What changed? Well, the defense that 
OKC played in the fourth was amazing. The rotation were perfect. And to be honest, having LaMarcus Aldridge uh, against a small guy is is a low-hanging fruit. Uh, and San Antonio used that almost every possession. So there's no no need to, to go to trying something else way too much when you have a guy that is scoring 56 uh, points on 33 shots. Um, Paul, when do you think they will bring Barton back for the remainder of his 20-ish two-way two days? I have no idea. Um, I think that maybe when the G League is, uh, is off, they will try to put him back uh, with the team. Uh, but there is no need now, especially with Nadir play, playing that way. Um, Ethan asks, who are a couple likely candidates for players you think could blossom with new teams? Oh, this is this is a nice question. Um, if you if you mean like players that have been traded, I think that Uber has a decent chance. Um, Phoenix has like a gazillion. Um, wings uh, to play but Uber is a tough guy so I think he could find ways to make himself useful and Ariza is already shining with, with Washington he's back to be a great player like a very good player and he is a guy uh, that I envision fit, fitting very well in OKC if the question is um, who do you think needs a change of, of team to, to shine uh, I I don't know. Uh, a guy that I think needs a change of how the team is playing with him is Carl Anthony Towns. I know that it sounds very stupid, but to me, Towns should take 25 to 30 shots a game. He's that talented. And you have to find a way to put around him uh, a system that works like that, that, that allows him to be the first guy on offense. Maybe he doesn't want to, maybe he's not capable of, of, doing, of doing that, but uh, I want to see it. Um, another question about Jimmy Butler. Abrinas in the second for Hood, no thank you. Tupat in the second for Beasley, uh, no thank you again. This was Chris OKC. Um, the prime prophet. Uh, who are some players OKC might pursue after this season to um, hustle the roster via the MLE or perhaps a trade or use the the Melo trade exception? I was going through the players that make less than ten millions. There aren't a ton of them that I like. Um, a guy that if somehow for some reason uh, the Pelicans will try to unload, which is I don't know why, would be Etuan Moore. I really like him as a backup uh, guard, especially if Abrinas goes in another direction. Um, same for um, Joe Harris. I like to get Joe Harris in free agency. I don't like to trade for him. If he goes through via, via um, training camp and he shows himself as an okay defender, that could be a, a good get, but I would not trade for him. Uh, especially, I would not give up assets for him. Um, there, there's not many. The return of, of Jeremy Lamb could be something, but I don't think uh, Presti would want any of that. But he's a good player. Um, does Ned, not Neder, sorry, does Abdul Neder hold any trade value 
based on what is shown the past few weeks. I don't think he holds uh, any trade value. This is again the um, prime time profit. Um, I don't think he holds trade value because his salary is too low. Uh, if you want to attach him to uh, to another salary to make a trade like more uh, palatable then maybe yes but I I don't think he's worth a first round pick maybe he's as good as a second rounder a good second rounder friend of the pod uh, co-host of the pod um, Alex Spears asked how would you rank the Lakers young guys in terms of trade value um, I, th- I still think that Brandon Ingram has the best trade value then it becomes very, very complicated. Thank you, Alex, for asking. Um, look, Lonzo Ball is having a bad season. And so I will I will rank them as if I have to, to trade with the Lakers. And so I'm trying to put the worst trade value on any of those. And if so, I think I would go with Lonzo last. Kuzma, um, Hart, and then Lonzo. I know that it, I'm not saying that Lonzo Ball is a worse player than any of the, the, the players before, but he's the one where you risk the most. Like there's no reason to believe that he's going to be um, an effective shooter. And there is no reason to believe that he's going to improve or to work to improve. The other guys, I think they will fit in an NBA offense and Ingram has the most trade value. So again, trade value, not exact evaluation of players. These are two different things. Corey Demos, um, you're in time for the question. Don't worry. How likely do you think it is that OKC uses the big trade exception from the mellow trade. If they were going to use it, do you think they would want uh, they would they would wait until the off season? Yes, I think so. And I already threw a, a few names out there that may um, they may be in the radar in the radar of OKC. I think that you need to find a guy that can shoot and that can play like okay defense at least or a guy that can play the power forward but that uh, with that amount of money um, it's it's hard to do Josia Siddiqui uh, who has a higher ceiling Ferguson or Diallo look I think I would say today is turns he has shown a lot this season like quite a lot it's it's tough to say because if Diallo can make a shot he can be in the same ballpark but the way Turns was able to improve from the first season to the second one boy that's unbelievable and we already had glimpses of what Ferguson could do from three like there was a long stretch of games where where we all like thought that Ferguson was extremely bad and we didn't pay attention about the fact that after All-Star game he was shooting 40% from three and he was playing okay defense in a few games here and there. I have yet to see that from Diallo. And so for that reason only, not because uh, I, I think this will be like, it's not cut and dry. It's not clear cut. But I think that today I'll give uh, an edge to Ferguson. John Woodson, random question that doesn't 
fit the current way the Thunder play. But Steven said in his book that he thinks he will shoot trees at some point in his career. How likely do you think that he's in the next few years? Um, I think that that is likely to happen, especially from certain areas of the court. I think that we are two years away, though, at least. Uh, Jared asked a few questions. Let's see. I have to almost run, so I'll just take um, one of the two of the of the three questions he asked should portland be looking to blow up their wing rotation no i think that cj and and dame if you can hold to them you you do it um the second one could the thunder trade robertson and filler for mirotic or olenic i don't think either fits really fits what okc want to do defensively they are too uh, exposed in terms of defense maybe olenic but only if you are 100% sure there's, there's no chance that Robinson returns the same player that he was two seasons ago, which can be, but I don't know it yet. Last two questions. Ryan asks, rank these players from the most likely to least likely to be traded. Um, there are Anthony Davis, Kemba Walker, Bill Porter Wall, Kevin Love, Lakers, Young Dudes. Uh, the most likely to be traded. Um, I think is Lakers young dudes, then Anthony Davis, then Kevin Love, then Kemba, and I don't think the Wizards will make a move. So I don't think that Washington will uh, end up trading Porter or Beal, nor Wall, because he's untradeable to me. Do you think Robertson returns this season? Uh, I don't know. Um, this is Senor Verde that asked this I, I don't really know um, my gut says that maybe he will be available but I'm not sure he's going to play any game this season the question continues is Presti considering shopping him with the, the rise of T-Ferg not now I think one crucial thing about um, Andrew Robinson is if he's going to be with the team and he will practice and he will maybe snag a few minutes here and there and the OKC has a feeling that he could be back as a good defender next season I don't think they will trade him if that doesn't happen I think that Presti is more inclined to do so remember um, Perk was as good as a defender as Robertson is he was a great defender. He was the main reason why uh, Serge Ibaka had all his block because his pick and roll defense was textbook. He was able to lure guys into going in, exact same, in the exact same spot where uh, Serge Ibaka was waiting for them. But he was a zero on offense. And at the end of the day, 9 million was too much for him and he traded him. So, again, if there is a reason, if there is a, a reasonable chance that he will be back as a 100% defender, a guy that shut down James Harden or, and um, puts Clay Thompson in serious trouble when he plays against them, then yes. If not, I would seriously look into trading him, uh, trade him and I think Sam Presti will do the same. I went too long with this podcast, uh, more than 30 minutes, uh, but please continue to subscribe to down to dunk leave us five uh, star itunes review it takes a uh, very few um time to do so and please let me know let us know if you like those T- on tqs only episodes um rank this one and please comment tell me what what went good what went wrong and 
as always, we will talk again on Monday. Have a nice week, Tony friends.